0: The best decisions I've made along the way have been consistently seated in faith versus fear. When I look back at the decisions that didn't work out well for me, they were typically in fear. And that, it doesn't always, it might be that I way over-ordered product out of fear that I would run out versus taking affordable steps. So it's not always to be like overdoing things, but just check yourself. Anytime you're not sure you got a big decision you're trying to make, am I making this decision out of faith? and a belief in the vision of where I'm going and that that this is what we need to do to get there or is a decision I'm making out of fear that this is gonna go off the rails or that you know of the general unknown.
1: Welcome to Creating Community with Dorian and Jake, a podcast designed to bring area leaders, business owners, and other interesting people together to better our community. I'm your co-host, Jake Starkey.
2: And I'm your other co-host, Dorian Strickland. We're the owners of 1820 Marketing and 1820 Coffee House in the heart of Alvin, Texas. Our goal with this podcast is to showcase the amazing people, businesses, and organizations we have in and around Brazoria County. So if you know someone who should be highlighted, email us at info at 1820marketing.com to let us know.
1: Today, we are happy to be at the offices of Love Handle and Rose Sharon, Texas. Emergence Functional Nutrition is one of our sponsors of this podcast, as well as the Alvin Manville Area Chamber of Commerce. You can learn more about both of those later in the show. If you're a first-time listener, we would love for you to subscribe to Creating Community on your favorite podcast app. Creating Community with Dorian and Jake is available wherever you get your podcasts, or you can listen directly at 1820marketing.com slash podcast. In this episode, we are talking with Mike Watts. Mike is the owner of a couple of businesses, including Love Handle. We are excited to welcome Mike to the podcast. Welcome, Good Mike. Good to talk to you.
0: Honored to be here, fellas.
1: <laughs> so we say a couple of different businesses, but it's been a couple of different businesses a couple of different times. <laughs> right. Yeah. Tell us a little bit of your journey.
0: Well, the journey, you know, I think I've always kind of been an entrepreneur. I heard you say Brazoria County, so I get to- Well,
1: Brazoria County, in and
2: around Brazoria County. all right. So well, fair you, enough. You-, you, you you count. I grew up in Angleton back
0: in the 1900s,
2: graduated high school. <laughs> the heart of Brazoria County, in the heart, right? Right, yeah, right yeah. in
0: there in the county seat. There so you go. Worked out in Brazos Mall, actually, selling shoes and baseball cards. And I just thought that was the dream job because I could be at a baseball <laughs> card shop at the place where, the, where there was girls and there was Chick-fil-A. So we well, there you go, so like, you're all set, right? Right. But, you know, I always liked selling. I liked meeting people. I've always liked meeting people and but i've always liked to have a little money in my pocket so i've always come up with creative ways to to make that happen and even all through college and and then after college it was always a dream to to own a business and to make you know the american dream come true in our lives and really it wasn't until our first son was born that that we really kind of took off on the journey of becoming entrepreneurs in earnest and my wife and i started our first little business selling polyacrylamide crystals and home and garden shows and and start first in Houston and then other cities in Texas. And so, yeah, we started learning how to package and and sell and, and and build a little business and made a lot of mistakes, but we learned a lot along the way
1: too. Yeah. I think one of my favorite stories is because you, like Dorian has said a couple of times, you know, it takes 20 years to be an overnight success. But nowadays when you see people, it seems like it's just, it, it seems like it's overnight, right? You're seeing it on social media, so it looks like it just happened. Hey, but, congratulations, you made it. Yeah. <laughs> the, the story I love is you were working at, was it Centerpoint? Mm-hmm. And going and doing these shows on the, the weekend. And I have this image, because you've mentioned it before, of you and your wife and then Ethan, your only child at the time, I believe, That's right. like tucked underneath the table yeah. <laughs> because you're trying to make this dream happen. What was those times like? Cause I think everyone just assumes you get successful overnight, not you, but just right. entrepreneurs in sure. general. It happens overnight and I'm a millionaire. But There's a lot of long days and long weeks. What was that like?
0: Yeah, you're exactly right. It's going to take longer and, and be harder and more expensive and more painful than you ever imagined. And it's totally worth it. But Those early days were particularly hard because we didn't, we really needed the money. We needed to make rent. Um, I had a student loan debt, but we had the goal for, you know, that we didn't want to send Ethan to daycare. So we went from a two income to a one income family. And so the way we supplemented that was these shows. So, yeah, my wife and I, every weekend, every vacation day, every Few sick days and even maybe a few extra days. We were uh, traveling on the weekends. She would get everything ready during the week and uh, get a, all the show prep. There was a lot of prep work that had to be done for the booth. Get everything loaded in the trailer and then uh, Friday morning we would head out. I always take. Fr- we had nine eighty, so that helped. Every other Friday was off. Nice. Yeah. And so we would leave Friday morning um, and head out to Austin or Fort Worth or Dallas or New Orleans or wherever it was approximately feasible and go set up and we would set up our little 10 by 10 booth. And I got real good at picking out the best location you want to be about on the third oh, aisle. Yeah. Um, people always walk on the right. It might be different in you know England, but here people walk on the right side <laughs> of the aisle and <clears throat> the facing corner, the one that you can see the most real estate on the third aisle is always the best spot because people are warmed up ready to make their money or spend their money. But anyway, we, so we did that time and time again and we would, we would work all of the show all weekend I was the pitch guy. My wife would take the money sure. and let me touch the money. I got you. And then Ethan would be under there, you know, two years old watching Veggie Tales from the VHS players. Right, yeah, so, I got you. So he grew up in the, in the show space, and he was always funny. We made jokes like he, he always like, hey, we go to the hotel. <laughs> you know, he always wanted to go to the hotel. And <laughs> we'd always get the two double beds, and he would jump back, back and back forth. forth. Right. Nice. So, but that's how, that's how it all started, But and it was for years that we did that. And we didn't always make money. Sometimes we'd come home. With less money. uh, It
2: cost you money to be there.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, but it sounds like when you went to the show, you were probably thinking maybe two or three steps ahead of the other people that are there. You're talking about where to be, what's the best location, what's the best real estate. So, where does that come from? Because, I mean, everybody's going, everybody's trying to make their rent, everybody's trying to do the same thing you are. So, what is it that made you a little bit different in that respect?
0: Well, I think, you know, I always looked at my parents. Uh, as hard workers and that was their differentiating factor. And I figured that, you know, if I just worked harder than everyone else around me and tried to approach it smarter that I would find success faster and and maybe better than everyone else. And so I just pour, you know, I don't think you got to be double better than everyone around you. You don't 10 or 20% is usually good enough to to yeah. win by a long shot. So try to understand like the dynamics of the customer. And I didn't learn this overnight. Mm-hmm. It was all part sure, of the process, yeah. but I would watch and I would go and find the people that were better than me at the beginning and I would stand and watch them pitch and
1: see. Yeah. Oh, see what they're doing. Right. See what they're doing wrong. Yeah. Well, I think that, I think that's smart. I think a lot of people in, in that space or even probably in a lot of businesses just happy to be in the room. Right. Right. Like they're just happy to be at the show and then they're doing everything they can. But if they have a good week, they're not analyzing why. And if they have a bad week, they're not analyzing. They're just moping or they're celebrating. And it seems like you had a desire from the beginning to, understand why this or that worked or didn't work, which I think obviously led to future successes. So we're in a room, we're in a studio at Love Handle, and I'm looking across at Pivot Trim. (laughs) Which is an old product. Which is an old product. How did that start?
0: So, yeah, it kind of ties back to what we were describing before. We're at the home and garden shows, and, you know, we started, we expanded into state fairs and things like larger events. And I was at a show actually here in Houston and I, I had been on the hunt for more products, right? So we had gone from just selling the Rainsorb crystals to selling garden decorations, butterflies and dragonflies on a stick by the hundreds of thousands, really. And okay. so we, we junked up yards coast to coast. <laughs> nice. And then we got into hand-carved wooden airplanes, cars and motorcycles out of Vietnam as gifts, novelty gifts. But I was always on the hunt for something that I could protect, something that could be mine. And something that I could demonstrate and find some connection to that I want to sell. I just I, it was frustrating because every show I'd go to, there would be someone that would see my success, because I would be there with the lights and signs, and I would like pay people to walk around with my product for the first hour of the show. Nice. And all those things like created this buzz, and I would slow down. I would actually pay people to stand in front of the booth. And, and, and just give the appearance
2: st- of, yeah. yeah,
0: right. Cause Does people that, just want to go sure. like, that's the FOMO, right. And they're like, oh what do they got over there? You know, like, and they'll stand in line mm-hmm. and eventually they'll be like, why am I standing in line here? What are we buying? Yeah. And we like, Oh, here you go. Give me your money. And so, <laughs> but all that to say that, but every time that would happen. And then the next week someone would see that and go, Oh, it's the product. This product is great. You know, it's not his extra level of marketing mm. or effort that he's putting in. And so they would go find my manufacturer and show up the next uh. week with the same stuff. Wow. So I was always on the hunt for something that could have maybe some patents or something tied to it. So I was at a show in Houston, and I'm walking down the aisles, and there's literally 50,000 people that attended this show. And out of all the people there and all the exhibitors, I'm the only one that spotted this opportunity here. And I don't say that to beat my own chest. I say that to tell people that there's opportunities out there.
2: You just got to look for them. Yeah.
0: You just got to look for them. It's like silver on the sidewalk. You know, you gotta. You just got to be keeping your head Looked for new opportunities. And so I saw this product being demonstrated. It was a clear plexiglass box. This guy, named name's Orlando from New Orleans. Had a clear plexiglass box with a chain link fence on the inside. And he had a weed eater, an electric weed eater. And, and the, it was hitting it on this fence. Now, that very morning, I had been cutting my own grass and fighting with the bump head. So <laughs> yeah. anybody out there that's wound the yeah. line on the trimmer. Feed it out, never works right, it's always breaking off. Yep, you know, go through it real fast. I think it's, it's ended, you know, hundreds of marriages out there. <laughs> it's a very challenge. Uh so he had developed this thing that eventually became the pivot trim. He called it the one two trim back then. And I saw the demo and I first I wanted one for myself. And then save second your marriage, right? Right. Yeah, <laughs> I want to save my marriage, yeah. clearly. And then second, I was like, Well, I could probably sell these, so maybe he could supply them to me. He was the one that actually went a step further and was looking for somebody to take his idea and run with it. Oh, wow. Okay. Perfect fit. Yeah. So we started working, got to start the conversation. He actually came back two weeks later. Now, again, I still had my full time job at Centerpoint. Um, The next, there was another show two weeks later. He came back and I gave him a booth next to me for free because I had, they give me an extra space. Sometimes they just needed to fill space. Sure. I just gave it to him and I was like, come here and we're going to work it out and maybe we'll talk it out and make a deal. And so yeah. he came up, and this is another Friday, but this Friday I was out of vacation. I was out of sick days, and so I was just playing hooky. And, but I got all my work done. <laughs> yeah. But I was there, and sure enough, the show opened at 2 o'clock, and I'm down there, and I stand up from behind the desk, and there's my boss. Oh, no. With a camera. <gasps> Takes a picture of me, says, I've seen everything I need to see.
2: Turned Whoa. around and walked out the door you have to make the deal. Right. That's and that's
0: exactly what he said. He or I was like, man, I think I just got fired. And he goes, "Well, we better make a deal." <laughs> so we actually finalized the deal that day. Wow. Uh, I took a little paperwork to get it all done and uh and that really kind of and they really tried to keep me at the company like it's a long it's its own story, but I could have stayed, but no and my wife and I were like, "No, we're, this is our chance. We're not going to do it now. When are we going to do it?" Of course, we had three kids under five at that point. Wow. But uh, we took the leap, and, and it really paid
1: off. One of the things we like asking business owners is, what was that conversation like, right? Because With it, it was a turning point. <laughs> yeah. Because it, it, your life, I would think, would be dramatically different from that moment. If, you if your wife so would have okay. said, you know what, <clears throat> I need steady, you know, or, you know, any number of things. But that seems like one of the turning points in your life where you said, okay, this this is a decision time. Right. What was that like?
0: Yeah, it was. I remember I called my wife shortly after this happened, and I was like, "Honey, I I think I might have just lost my job." You know, she knew that we all knew this was a potential risk. You know, we'd been riding the riding the line pretty tight there for a while, and and she goes, she goes, "Honey, we can we can make this work. We can make it. Like we've proven that we can make it, and and I believe that we can make it, and I believe in you." And really, guys out there, I mean there's nothing better than to have a spouse that believes in you that truly believes that you can accomplish anything. Yeah. And, and especially that you can do it together. I mean, I know that it it requires her to do it, but for us, it was a very important moment, really an inflection point for us to decide, do we walk away from the secure, the traditional security, right? Three kids under five. I have life insurance, health insurance. I, I had a, they matched a dollar and a half for every dollar I put into my 401k. Really? Wow. Wow! Crazy for the first 10%. Dang. The best okay. program, best benefits I'd ever seen. And I was, my grandmother thought I was insane. <laughs> so, yeah, She's like, you've got
2: the best.
0: In, nobody ever gets fired from well, the electric company. She grew up during the depression, <laughs> probably. Right. She's probably
2: about that age. So mm-hmm. for her, that security mm-hmm. is important. Yeah. Right. Wow. And, and so y'all, you took the leap.
0: Took the leap, yeah. I resigned, and uh, and then we set up a little shop in the back of my parents' party store and started trying to figure out a way to make these little plastic trimmer heads that we didn't really know how to make. I didn't know how plastic stuff was made at all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we just figured it out. You know, we dove in, and we had to make some changes, and we figured out packaging and, and branding, and then we showed up at a show in Las Vegas at the National Hardware Show a few months later with our first round of production. And the second day of the show, we meet the buyer from Walmart, and he happened to have a, a, an opportunity in the category because wow, it's just it was just a divine thing, honestly. Sure. And then invited us to comp come out to Bentonville, did our pitch in Bentonville, put us in all store. This doesn't happen, no. Like yeah. Put us in all stores right out of the gates, and that gave us the the momentum that we needed to then get Home Depot and Lowe's and make some deals, and eventually. Grow the company to the number one weed eater head in the world.
2: Wow!
1: Yeah. And, and you say we, you and your wife obviously, but then mm-hmm. also right. for pivot trim. Your dad joined in on this. Yeah. And Why did and that sounds weird to say? Why did he join? But like, what <laughs> what, what was was he looking for? Something different. What was the was, motive? You know, what was what, the motive for him? What, what kind of got him to say, "Hey, let me let let's partner. Let's do this." And I also
2: want to know what happened to Orlando. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: My father and I partnered up on this because,
1: you know, he was actually –
0: my parents were inspirational to me too, right? So he was that – trend like my grandmother was old world. He was caught in the middle. He worked for Dow Chemical for 25 years. Then they kind of said, here's your package out.
2: Oh, time to go.
0: Right, yeah. after 25 years. Wow. So he took that money and then uh, bought some tables, chairs, and created performance party rentals in Angleton. And they're there today, 20 years later, yeah. the largest party rental company – in the area and so they had done that my mom had really taken the, the lead there and really was running a, a great operation and so dad saw the opportunity to work with me to start something new and exciting of course kate my wife had to was raising our children you know and we really that was the most important job and so me and dad partnered up to uh, we both we needed money you know, the license cost me $70,000 right up front. Wow. We put put all our money together, and, and that's how we started. And it's been every business that we've started since then has been 50-50. With, I say me and my dad, but really it's our two families, my yeah, parents sure. and, and us. And it's been very powerful for me and wonderful for me to have my dad. What a great experience to have him with me the whole way through. Yeah, yeah. He's let me be the, the leader, the CEO, and then he's there as great counsel, He's always got the financial backing if we need it and encouraging. So it's been an amazing journey that, that living in a cubicle for the next however long uh, would not have yielded. Absolutely.
2: So what happened to Orlando?
0: Orlando, he get a, we made a licensing deal with him. So he get a, he got 8% of whatever we sold
2: in perpetuity. Okay.
0: So when we, um, and he was making really good money, um, millions. And then, we sold the company, and so they bought the company. So therefore, they still had to pay him. Wow, the royalties
2: because it's in perpetuity. Ongoing, yeah. in
0: perpetuity, right? Wow. So there's been some other issues where he, he kind of got. I've heard secondhand. He got a little sideways with them yeah. later. Yeah, but
2: so I did my part. Is that the first product you went through the patent process with?
0: I've never actually patented a product. Okay, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah. So. so he patented it, and I when I when you license it, you get the rights.
2: To the patent, to the sure. patent,
0: right? So he can he can't even make it. Okay, whoever owns the rights to the patent is the exclusive manufacturer. In exchange for that, you give some guarantees for
1: minimum royalties, right? Um, things like that. Yeah. So that's interesting. I've never heard that side of it.
2: No. Huh. Okay, so you haven't gone through the patent process yourself?
0: No, I mean I, I've been. You have a party to it.
2: Got you. Okay. Got you.
0: I have had a vested interest in So that
2: be, and sure. the reason I ask is because you said for that particularly you were looking for something that you could protect, so that it's for you guys, right? So, let's jump forward to Love Handle. So, what makes Love Handle different than those other products that are on the market? Because that's that's really what your focus is right now, is mm-hmm. that right? Absolutely.
0: Okay. Yeah, Love Handle is it's sort of the what are the, the piece de resistance. Like it's <laughs> yeah. the it's the one I've been working towards. Right. So every product. That, up to that point, had had a flaw, and I say a flaw. I mean, that's a maybe not the right term, but what I'm trying to say is that, like with the weed eater hit, not in order to be my customer, you had to have a, a gas powered weed eater. You couldn't have an electric weed eater; oh. didn't work for those. You had to have a yard, yeah, not have a lawn man, and so yeah, it's it's a narrow market, sure. right? There's only so many people, and even then, you have to be in that group and willing to go disassemble your original Echo trimmer yeah. and install my head on there, right? Yeah. Or you had to be willing to buy something on TV that you would never use. But either way, <laughs> that's it's a narrow market. So I was on the hunt. I was like, there's got to be a product out there that everybody needs, something that is universal, something that is human in modern existence. Like what is it that – not and not only is going to have – a a runway now but years from now Mm -hmm. that's going to have a life and that can make an impact. And so it was uh, two years after I sold the the Pivotrim company uh, that uh, a friend of mine brought this idea to me. He had seen it at a craft fair. And uh, he's like, hey, this is a really cool idea. You should check it out. And so I saw it and I put it on my phone and it was just the original love handle. Put it on my phone and I was like, first of all, you can't patent this. It's way too simple. Is it this? Mm-hmm. Okay. Exactly that. And it's a little strap. that so People can't see. It's a strap right. elastic material on a, like an hourglass shaped base and sticks to the back of your phone. It gives you just a handle. I tell people it's like wheels on a suitcase. Once you use them, you're <laughs> yeah, never going to want to not. That's exactly it. Right. Right yeah, yeah. And so I was like, I don't never use that. What's going on here? I, I don't really want this product. And but then the next morning, I'm sitting there laying on the couch and I've got my phone dangling above my head and I dropped it on my face I don't know how many times before. <laughs> I'm like, well, this is pretty useful. And then I flip it around the back and I grab my coffee and I'm like, okay, well, I think I like this now. <laughs> and then by Sunday, I'm like, I can't live without this thing. This is the thing I've been looking for. Monday, this is the thing. Monday, I'm on a flight. I literally booked a flight the next day to go meet the inventor. Wow! Uh, Because I knew there was other people probably out there already seeing this, and you don't want to wait. I don't want to wait. I want to miss my chance. And there was, it was another guy that turned out found out later that was making a play. But I got on the flight that Monday evening. I'm having dinner with Johnny and his wife, saying, "Look, I just did it for another inventor. Made him a millionaire. Like took his idea and gave it the chance that it needed." I love this stuff. You can go back and keep inventing. And you're, you know, the way God made you, your special talents can be applied there. And yeah. then for me, I can go do my thing. And together, like a marriage, you know, the, mm-hmm. the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. Sure. And so he believed me. And we made a deal by that Friday. I was the owner of the patent for the love
2: handle. Wow. Man. Wow.
1: The thing I love is that I've handed people my phone to look at something and they instinctively know how to use it. Right. Without you know any question it's always funny to me they'll do it and i'll go do you have one and, no what is it and i go oh it's a lo-. you don't even know what it is but you instinctively know <laughs> right take your finger how back. to use it yeah well look we're gonna take a break real quick and then we're gonna dig in a little bit more to love handle and all the other things that mike has going on
2: hi this is amy shelton with emergence functional nutrition are you sick and tired of being sick and tired are you looking for sustainable diet and lifestyle changes to get you to the place where you want to be? I invite you to book a free discovery session.
1: Go to www.efn.fit.
2: Hi, this is Carrie Perrin, President and CEO of the Alba Manville Area Chamber of Commerce. Here at the Chamber, we want to support local businesses. We want to give you visibility in the community. We want to give you opportunity in the community. And for those of you that aren't business owners, we want to let you know about all our wonderful chamber members. And if you support them, you support our community. So remember, whether you're a business or a community member, when you eat, shop, play, and support local business, you support the community.
1: And we're back with Mike Watts from Love Handle. So before the break, you talked about going to go meet Johnny Within a week, you had to deal with them because someone was circling. How important is it to be first? Does that make sense? Like,
0: Yeah. I, I, it's everything, honestly. To You don't have to be first, but it sure makes everything a lot easier, right? Yeah. And that was the dream with this product is that I would finally be able to pioneer a category, like create a category mm-hmm. of products because phone grips didn't exist. They never yeah. had. Yeah. Nobody had, you know, phones were new. Right, <laughs> especially touchscreen phones. But now everybody you has one. Everybody's got one, right? Yeah. But you guys m- may be old enough to remember, you know, pre phones for sure, right? Yes, yeah, but that's then for the, sure. The Blackberries and the Palm Pilots, yep. and, the, and then when they first came out with the iPhone, it was the the glass screen. I didn't ever think I was like, "How are you going to find the buttons? Like, that's <laughs> not even going to work because you're not going to be able to. How am I going to know?" When the first yeah.
2: BlackBerry came out, I was like, "What do you mean they're on the screen? I don't get it." <laughs> yeah, so, yeah,
0: that doesn't make any sense. How am I going to? So, but. It turns out that, that it was the perfect melding and the perfect op- opportunity to, to to launch a product that's an accessory to something that would become and really define our generation. Mm-hmm. And so, adding utility is always a good idea. Yeah. Any anytime you can add functionalities or someone's something that, a repetitive a task daily that they do, life, yeah, then you're gonna because the world pays you for for the value you deliver, not for the products that you make. Sure. So whatever the value is to the person that uses your product. And how they use it—that's what you get paid for.
2: Yeah. Did Johnny have the name Love Handle, or is that yours?
0: That's ours. And
2: so, what was it called before?
0: It was called Sling Grip.
2: Oh yeah. yeah. Okay.
0: And it was funny. I I went and we'd come up with a bunch of names. I'm a big branding guy, and I believe yep. that you know choosing a name is super important because for one, you're stuck with it. You, you better be stuck with it. You don't want to be swapping names. Yeah. Right. And, you know, you're going to need to disrupt people's lack of attention. Mm-hmm. They don't really care what you got to offer them or what you have to say. I mean, look at Instagram ads. Like, they're fast, right? They're kind sure. of quick, and they try to disrupt you. So a brand needs to do the same thing. So the, the Love Handle name, that was originally it came from my daughter, Macy, who said she just got her first phone, and I had a big, long list of names, and it was on there. But she spotted it, and she goes, oh, it has to be Love Handle. I love my phone, Dad. <laughs> And it needs a handle on it. You know, she knew she could drop yeah. it. And I was just like, that's cute. But I'd kind of been against the name, thinking, okay, the negative connotation of the yeah. love handle. Correct. Right? Yeah. You're, you're tying your brand to this negative idea of love handles. Of yeah, love yeah. handles, right? I was like, you know, but maybe we could just, maybe we could redefine it. Maybe it's disrupting enough. Like, you know, wicked earbuds. Who would ever think that they would <laughs> want to name their brand wicked, right? But like, yeah. Or skull candy. Like, yeah. And I was looking right. at people in my <laughs> category that were like, A little edgy, you know, and I was like, maybe that could work. Let me test it. Mm -hmm. So I went to a show, and I walked down an aisle, and I showed them my product. I was like, hey, check out this product. It's called a sling grip. Went down the whole aisle, showed every single person. And then I went down the next aisle, and I showed everybody the love handle. And I waited an hour, and I went back through. And what do you think happened? Like They all knew love handle. They all knew love (laughs) handle because they remembered. They're like, what do you mean love handle? But they remembered it. Mm -hmm. Went down the other aisle, and no one remembered the name wow so like, because it was just generic you like like, know it was like grip i don't i don't know like they didn't remember so it's like there you go now i know
1: nice that's an easy way to do market research <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. well and so this journey that you've been on gosh okay when did when did you start this when did you start love handle 2014 2014
2: so 7, seven years almost seven. 8
1: years now yeah in that time <clears throat> you're off. We'll, we're going to dive into Damon John a little bit because I know you're a huge fan of Shark Tank. Oh, yeah. and,
2: and you got a name drop, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, so I find it fascinating. You always ended up wanting to be on Shark Tank because I've known you for years now. Want to be on Shark Tank, want to be on Shark Tank. That eventually never came to pass. However, you were still able to work with a shark. Yeah. How did that come about? Well,
0: so... I just knew for sure that I was destined to be on Shark Tank. When it when the show came out, I was like, "This that's, is my show. That's for me. That's All my right. show." Yeah. And so I just religiously watched every episode. And then when I saw that they had auditions at the Consumer Electronics Show we were at, I was like, "Oh, well, we'll just show up there." And I'm, I'm we're in for sure. Yeah. And so we went and stood in line, did the auditions in front of the producers. Producers loved it. They put us through the second round, and I'm like, oh, we're on our way, man. We're going. And uh, got to the second round of auditions, which was like a 100-page application with blue ink, 15-minute uh, video. It's a long video. Yeah. Wow, 15, 15 minutes. minutes. Yeah. And so we, we did all this work and created it all and turned it all in, and I'm waiting for that call back to go to, out to the Sony Picture Studio in L.A. And they, they sent us an email back said, sorry, you didn't make the cut. Appreciate you applying. I was crushed. I was like, oh, man, because I already had my pitch down. I know which sharks I was going to make a deal with. Like, I was manifesting this. (laughs) Yeah. And then, uh, so, a year went by, and the show came around again, and they had another round of auditions. We had more sales. I didn't want to be, like, the guy on the show that, you know, didn't have any sales one yeah, Mr. Wonderful, going. You know, I'm gonna crush you. Like yeah, to. Let
2: me let me tell you what your problem is. <laughs> <laughs> right,
0: but so I, I went out and we did it again and it was the same result. They wow. made it to the first round, second round, it didn't make it. But all in the in the midst of that, result, <laughs> right after that, of course, I had been breaking all the rules. Sending, they're like, don't send product to the set. Yeah, right. I'm gonna like, I'm just splashing the set right. with, with samples and goods. They're making their way around. Yeah. Next thing you know, I see an order come from the shark group out of New York City. And I was like, well, what is that?
2: That's peculiar.
0: That's odd. Look it up. And I was like, that's Damon John's company. That's my shark. That's the shark I wanted. Right there, ordering my product. So I pick up the phone. I called them like, hey, uh, I see you guys just order my product. Can I talk to Damon? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like,
2: absolutely not.
1: Yeah, good try.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Look, the number
1: of people that wouldn't make that call. Oh, though, no, yeah. There's a defining line between people that make the call. Yeah, no, no, this is Mike
2: Watts. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> Put him on the phone. Yeah, Yeah. you don't know who's calling. <laughs> yeah.
1: But
0: I did build a relationship with Simone, who answered the phone. Mm-hmm. And really, you know, for those out there looking for advice, everything's a human exercise. It's the, the gatekeeper. Yeah, there's yeah. always a gatekeeper. And relationships are everything, right? So I built a relationship with a gatekeeper. I... Gave a bunch of product. She passed them around. We shared faith stories. We connected on a very personal, unique level. And next thing you know, a couple months later, the phone rings and it's Damon and his team calling, saying, "Hey, Mike, everybody loves you here because I, you know, <laughs> I'm so, I'm on social media with all of his team and everything, right. and like connecting with them. They're all
2: talking about you. Yeah.
0: They all love the product. They're like, he's like, I appreciate. You. I've been sending them with his book title on them." <laughs> And so he's out passing, these passing my oh, product out yeah, at there you his go. book signing events. Still had never met me. So he called and wow. he's like, hey, first off, thanks for all that. I'm impressed with you. I'm impressed with your story. I'm impressed with your product. See, I don't really do this because I got more deals coming at me than I know what to do with, but uh, let's explore making a deal. Wow. I, I think you're great. And so that was the beginning um, of us working out a deal that originally I turned down because <clears throat> he wanted to not bring any money to the table and just wanted to like name equity only. And I'm like, my ego said, no, it's not okay. You know, I've got a million dollars invested in this. Yeah. But then eventually I kind of saw past that. And he's like, can I earn my way in? If I grow your business by 20% in the next 24 months, would that earn me a small piece of your company? I was like, sure. So he took him six months to put us on good morning America and right. and home shopping network and Mm -hmm. the view. And next thing you know, our sales rocket, we're becoming a household name, and so now we're partnered yeah. up with Damon John.
1: I always think that that's an important lesson. This for, is a story that Jake tells yeah, regularly. For small business owners is that when looking to partner with someone or there's a potential partnership coming, what you saw and what Damon proposed was, you know, we'll keep the number small because I'm not good at math, but, like, I want 10% of the company.
2: And like, no. It's $100,000. You're taking $10,000? Yeah, Are like, you no, kidding? I don't think
1: so. But then the idea that he said, well, what if I grew you to $10 million? is 10% worth it or whatever. Right. You know, and the idea that cause 10% is more I than that, I'm making total right now. Yeah, yeah. The number of people that don't want to make deals because they only see what's currently happening and not what the future holds, I think limits a lot of small business owners they are so afraid of loss of control. They're so afraid of everything that they're not willing to see the forest for the trees for lack of a better understanding. Yeah. So I always love the fact that, that you saw that and you're like, okay, oh. all right. You know, like you said, you had to work through a little bit. I did. But, You saw, and that to me is one of the biggest lessons I've ever learned from you: is seeing two, three, ten steps ahead.
0: The best decisions I've made along the way have been consistently seated in faith versus fear. When I look back at the decisions that didn't work out well for me, they were typically in fear, and that it doesn't always. It might be that I way over ordered product out of fear that I would run out, versus taking affordable steps. So it's not always to be like overdoing things, but just check yourself. Anytime you're not sure, you got a big decision you're trying to make. Am I making this decision out of faith and a belief in the vision of where I'm going, and that that this is what we need to do to get there, or is the decision I'm making out of fear that this is going to go off the rails, or the you know of the general unknown?
1: Yeah, yeah, and and so like you mentioned too, you kind of buried the lead, but you, since then you've been on Good Morning America, you've been on QVC. Justin from, is it QVC that came out Oh, Sichoke, so okay, yeah, huh? yeah. Yeah. And I remember being here when watching it on The View and, you know, that. what is that like to see? Obviously, that's not to be all end all. It's one step in the process. But what's sure. it like to see your product on national television?
0: It's cool. It, <laughs> it really is cool. Um, you know, I've gotten to just, just see other people talk about it. Uh, and then even, you know, Damon had he he showed the the Love Handle Pro on Shark Tank this season. Yeah. It was pretty cool.
2: Cuz he recludes himself from another deal. He said it's something similar to what I have. Yeah. Conflict of interest, he's like, right?
0: He's like you'll kind of be a competitor. Right. So I'm out. Which is pretty cool, but seeing, you know, Good Morning America and the view and and all of those were, big, were great and it's like I don't know, it's like seeing your kid grow up and like become a fully functional adult. Yeah. And you're like, "Oh, I did it." like a a real thing, success success and then when other people like my favorite actually is not even seeing it on tv it's seeing my product on someone else's phone at the airport or at the mall oh yeah yeah whatever on the wild we say
1: yes no i'm i'm that way too i always want to take a picture but i'm afraid of like getting the police called on me (laughs) i want to send it to you well
2: I, i will ask because people think right now that social media is the end-all be-all. That's the way to advertise, right? But I do see that you are very active on social media. I do remember one particular thing I saw. I don't know if it was Instagram or Facebook. You were stuck on an airline somewhere on the tarmac for hours, and so you got up and gave everybody on the plane a love handle, Mm -hmm. right? And then you recorded this and posted it, right? So how important do you think social media is for where you are?
0: I think that social media it's it's an amplification of whatever you know you're giving the world, and if you're willing to to turn it on and share what's going on then then it can amplify your message or your experience and so yeah, that was a really we were coming back from uh San Diego and we were stuck on the tarmac and it it helped that we had just come out of a social media conference, oh yeah, so everybody it's was, on your mind yeah they had yeah. been saying you should go live, you should look for an opportunity to do things like oh well, now's my opportunity. Look, I got an opportunity. Right, we're stuck out <laughs> here. I went live yep. and just we started walking down the and passing them out and it turned out to be a really fun and memorable. I to this day I have people that like I met you on that flight, y'all are <laughs> That's so, cool. Yeah. You know. <laughs> but I think that if there's anything to be learned from that is to be bold, right? Like be willing to just put yourself out there. And it's so hard. It it is hard for for people to pull out a camera and record themselves. Oh yeah. And it's very... Mm-hmm.
2: That's my wife's biggest struggle. Yeah, it's hard.
0: Yeah. Because you like, we, we're going to think about judgment of other people. Like, what are they going to think? Yep. What are they... Like, is my hair... Like, people are going to judge me. So I'd just rather not... They can't judge me if I'm not on there. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But you can't really move your your vision forward with one of the greatest marketing tools ever to be invented. Probably the greatest. And it's right there at our fingertips.
2: And it's free.
1: Yeah. Exactly. No, I agree. I think that we see a lot of bad
2: examples. (laughs) For sure. Well, that's what I was going to say. You said it amplifies, but it also amplifies the negative. Sure. Yeah. Right. So you just got to be careful what, if you have the product that's, or the service that is worth amplifying, then utilize it. Right. Right. But how do you make yourself do that and say, okay, so you went to a, you were at a social media conference where they said, look for opportunities, find that, do it, and then- God said, hey, I got an opportunity for you here, yeah. here, do what you just learned. But yeah. how does somebody else that hasn't been to that conference, how do they make themselves get into that mindset of, I need to do this every day? We we talked with uh, Tyler Froberg, who goes by Farmer Froberg on TikTok and Instagram, wherever. And he just actively made himself do it three times a day. He said, three times a day, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to do something. So how do you get to that point? Because not everybody can do that. Or is comfortable doing it. Right,
0: right. It's it's like anything else, right? You didn't take off and, and ride a a ten K on your bike the first time you took off on it, right? Like you just start somewhere and know and just know. Give yourself permission and give yourself the grace to know that it's not gonna be perfect. It's gonna in fact it's gonna be terrible the first time you do it. <laughs> yeah. And you're gonna be embarrassed. And just know this going in, but make yourself do it anyway. It's like anything, it's like going to the gym, right? You're like, oh, I don't want to go to the gym. But then you do it and you're like, oh, that wasn't so bad. I kinda of, kind of feel good actually. Yeah. Yeah. And next thing you know, you do it again and and then you start getting positive feedback. Hey man, I saw your story. That was awesome. Like, thanks for thanks for sharing that. Like that I mean that meant something to me. I'm glad that you do that. I'm thank you for taking the time to do that. And you start to hear that back and you're like, Oh, it wasn't just about it's really not because it's not about you. You're not putting it out there for you. Indirectly it might benefit you. But think about how do you put yourself out there in a way that adds value to others? Because if you think about all the different people hmm. out there that are maybe like want to be an entrepreneur, but they're stuck in a cubicle right now. Right. So if I'm willing to take time out of my day and share a little bit of my journey along the way, something I learned or something that didn't work for me, well, maybe that helps them just a little bit to hear a story from a guy that actually did it. Yeah. Or if I say, you know what, this is not all hunky dory. I You know, the other day I made a post that said, you know, entrepreneurship is hard. And that same day I'm laying off people that have been with me for 15 years. Wow. You know, that were very close personal friends of mine. Because that's what the business required. Right. Yeah. And so the more you can just be honest and connect, like that's what works. Because people can, it's a human thing. Like you can hear sincerity. You can hear people that are being Vulnerable, yeah. And so, the more you can kind of get yourself to that point where you can be honest and true to yourself in front of other people and a little vulnerable, then the more you're actually going to create real connections that can make a real impact and help others.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Mike. We really appreciate it. Now, yeah, thanks but,
2: for letting us come use your studio too. Yeah, exactly. Anytime. <laughs> That's so yeah, nice.
1: So you were on Instagram, Facebook, all all the socials. At Mike Watts, mm-hmm. with two T's, W A T T S, W A T T S. Yeah, my mom always said I was bright. So, <laughs> and then on social media, love handles, @lovehandle. at love handle, at love handle. And so check them out. Um, obviously, we're fans of the product, but um, some of the other things too is, I mean, you can get them designed. You can make your own design. Somebody out. can do a one-off, right? If they yeah. just want to order one do that's hundreds. a specific
0: design. You can upload they can a picture do. of your dog or your you and your wife on your honeymoon. But you can get your company logo, of course, too. Yeah. And then the new Love Handle Pro, is, it's revolutionary. I think it's going to change the world. It's got a kickstand. It's magnetic. Yeah. So you can stick your phone to the side of the truck and do a video, yeah. if you want, or the fridge and listen to a podcast. I
1: will, I will tell you that I forgot that it was magnetic, and I was doing laundry the other day. When I, and I had it in my pocket, and I hear this <laughs> thunk. And I was like, what is that? And my, the Love Handle, had, like, uh-huh. attached to the washing machine, I, and, it's, and it's a strong a, magnet. It's a okay. strong magnet for yeah. sure. Yeah. for That's sure. great. Yeah. yeah. So thank you very much for being on the show and at Mike Watts on all the socials or at love handle as well. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. It's been great. No, well,
2: thanks, thanks for being here. Thank you, Mike, for coming on the show. If you're interested in sponsoring, creating community, we'd love to talk to you. Our goal is to reach our community and let them know about great leaders and businesses that are helping to make it better. If you want to be a part of that, please
1: email us at info at 1820 marketing.com to start the conversation. Speaking of sponsorship, thank you to Emergence Functional Nutrition and the Alvin Manville Area Chamber of Commerce for sponsoring this show. Learn more about both of them at efn.fit and alvinmanvillechamber.org. Creating Community with Dorian and Jake is produced by 1820 Marketing and is available wherever you get your podcasts. Show notes and more are available at 1820marketing.com slash podcast as well. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week.